you know, I'm the universe is shutting you down. Your body's not working so that you can deal with these other things that are actually, depending on what's going on, more important than what you think is apparent. podcast where we talk about the days when you dare to be yourself um, and things that help you to find your uh, authentic place in life and uh, today I'm uh, extremely 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 happy <laughs> oh my god to uh, introduce you to my friend Derek here um, who is the reason why at some point in my life uh, I discovered yoga or yoga discovered me through your classes because you were actually you might not even know that you were the first teacher I've ever had really yeah I have never taken a yoga class oh, okay. <laughs> so, I didn't know that I didn't so know that. Okay. it's all your fault <laughs> okay I'll receive that okay. and I'll tell you that because you have a beautiful yeah. practice <laughs> thank you yes. um, I'll tell you, the reason why I fell in love with your classes was actually something we just spoke about. The stories that you tell and share mm. in the beginning of your every class. Mm -hmm. So back in the days, that was, we're speaking probably like six, seven years ago when, when we first met. Or eight, probably. something like that. Right? Like, yeah, like six, seven. I think. Six, seven, yes. yeah. Um, I had no idea what yoga is. Mm -hmm. And and to me, it was more of a, a form of fitness exercise, right. something like that. A lot of people um, have the same idea, I'm sure, right. share the same yes. idea. Um, and so for me, it was super surprising and unexpected to, to see a teacher um, start the class with a story from his own life. Right. Yeah. And and I, I, remember, I remember that feeling just like today, sitting in a class on my mat, and being exposed to the universe of another person who is so present in his life mm -hmm. that 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 uh, you were always able to pull the lesson out of even the, the simplest situations in life oh. and i thought it was just it's almost like your superpower you know <laughs> because okay. years past um i've been thinking i've been thinking of you a lot and and i would think oh my god how how is it possible that a person can be so present and pay so much attention that you can actually notice those things happening and then present it in front of the class and make the whole case out of it? Mm -hmm. Like, how does he do that? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, it's funny. Um, well, not funny, but it's it's um, <clears throat> it's my firm belief that we people come to class. Initially, like you said, it might be just because it's exercise, or my and I hear it like my doctor said I, mm -hmm. I should do yoga because my back is this or this is that or I need mm -hmm. to strengthen this or, or whatever. Yeah. Um, but people come, continue to come, mm -hmm. because of I, I think the energy in the studio mm -hmm. and that that desire to connect, mm -hmm. um, and then telling stories is a way another way of connecting. I just think, you know, if I'm talking about being on the subway, yeah, it's New York City. Yes, I love those subway you stories, know, by the way. <laughs> and, you know, you're coming in and, okay, so today I'm going to leave 10 minutes earlier mm -hmm. so I can get to, to the studio 10 minutes earlier to kind of chill. I need to do this. I need to mm -hmm. do that. And then, oh, the express train is now running local. 
Mm-hmm. And slow local. And now you're like... I can I can almost feel it inside of me. That's you're, and you're sitting <laughs> there and you're like, I have things to do. I have this, that, and the other. Yeah, da, 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 da. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then I go back to, okay, well, my intention was to get to the studio even earlier than I normally do mm-hmm. for any number of reasons. So I set out, had the best of intentions, and now for whatever reason, the universe has decided to mm-hmm. throw this monkey wrench into my plans. Yeah. So how do I react? Well... I'm not going to yell at the conductor, mm-hmm. right? I'm not, who, what, why? Yeah. What is that, what, what is the end result of that, right? So, and especially, and we talked about this a little bit earlier, if I go off on somebody, mm-hmm. those words I can't take back. Mm-hmm. And the energy behind those words I can't take back. Mm-hmm. And depending on that person, those words may land in, in some crack, some crevice, and then start to take root and then it turns into something else yeah and i don't want to be a part of that i'm not trying to introduce that into anyone's existence um Mm -hmm. because i know of the power of words and how damaging the words can be right and and people go through therapy to get over something that they may have heard when they were five years old Mm -hmm. and here they are 35 yeah and they're still battling with that and you know the first line of the the, the most, I won't say the most damaging, but the people that we're most vulnerable around, mm-hmm. you know, it's your family, your parents. Yeah. And the words that they use have even more power because you are so exposed. They know mm-hmm. everything about you. Yeah. So, um, and because I'm an actor, I just like story, I like connecting with people and I'm yeah. in contact with my emotions and all that other stuff. <laughs> but I, um, I, I just, I just found that um, it was a way to sort of level the field because you have people, yeah. my, all my classes are open level. So I have people mm-hmm. that are very new to yoga. I have people that have been practicing for years and mm-hmm. people that are in handstands and headstands and forearm stands and all that. Yeah. And I have some people that are in child's pose half of the practice. Mm-hmm. And um, by me just kind of maybe telling a story or cracking a joke or whatever, mm-hmm. just trying to um, sort of soften whatever like high energy is running around you and trying to calm you down so that you know that Mm -hmm. this is a safe zone um and wherever you are is where you are um i think storytelling helps that it just kind of it connects people in a way that they're like you know what oh my gosh i remember i was on that train too right or you know last weekend i was on this train and it was rerouted to a different track and you go yeah subway the great equalizer it's also, you know, I'll tell you, it's uh, from, from a student's perspective, right? Um, I always found it fascinating that as we, day, as we go through our days, day to day, do all kinds of errands, we go to work, we see people, we talk, we this and that, and there's so many thoughts running in our mind. And then you come to the class and then uh, you hear a story of someone talking about, let's say, a conversation on subway. And, and all of a sudden, your your whole universe, you kind of like focus on that, like, mm-hmm. this is what happened. And like, you were present in that moment. And I realized that I ran through my entire day and hmm. I didn't even pay attention to anything. <laughs> and then there is Derek who, who, who is there in the moment all the time. Mm. And in my mind, it's just it elevated you to like the highest high oh, wow. because okay. because I feel I feel 
at that time I felt that I'm not there yet to pay attention to my own life. And that was the lesson for me to learn from you that the, the life, there are things happening around you all the time. All the time. There are lessons, there, there are things that you hear uh, and you never pay attention to that. Mm-hmm. And why? What, like, what is going on? And there was always a reason for me to come to your class and ask the questions, okay, was I present today or not? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just, it's wonderful. It's, um, it, it's interesting that you would say that because I want to give credit to one of, well, my yoga big sister, who, mm-hmm. um, Allison Kramer, I love her dearly. <laughs> uh, I remember her saying in class one day that she looks through life through the prism of yoga. Yes. And I was like, mm, okay, I'm going to roll with that. Uh-huh. And um, I know that, and you just mentioned this too, that there are so many lessons to learn on any given day. Yeah. And if you're not present, you'll miss it. Mm-hmm. And you don't know when it's going to come back. Yeah. And it might come back. And I, this is to quote, um, well, I heard um, Jill Scott, one of my favorite artists. Mm-hmm. She was saying that she sleeps with a, a notepad and pen by the bed because sometimes you'll wake up in the middle of the night with a song with some sort of inspiration and she writes it down Mm. because if you allow it to go you don't know when that song's going to come back to you and then it's gone I've experienced that actually yeah Yeah. then it's gone and you don't know you don't know if it will ever come back and maybe another song comes and you think that was it but was that really it or is this Mm -hmm. like the remix of it or the 2.0 version of it you know and who's to say which one is better Mm -hmm. um, or which one speaks more to what it is that you really want to say. Yeah. You don't know. But um, wow. I, I, I remember Allison saying that, and I remember Jill Scott mm-hmm. saying that. And I don't sleep with a pad next to my bed. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I have all these other gadgets now, too, so I can yeah. speak into this device or that mm-hmm, device mm-hmm, if mm-hmm. there's something that's like, it feels like it's really pressing. That's um, great. But yeah, it, the being being present is such a huge thing, and now with all the speaking of gadgets, yeah, people are just disconnecting. It's like I and I find myself sometimes, especially when I'm getting ready to go back to Europe, mm-hmm. and I'm trying to multitask, and I'll be on the subway, and I'm reading emails, yeah. and I'm listening to music, and maybe I'm changing the playlist for class and all this, and then sometimes I just stop. I'm like, mm-hmm. stop. Yeah. And I'll engage with the person next to me, which is also harder to do now, too. Oh, yeah. Trying to have like a conversation with someone with somebody. sitting in the. In the <laughs> yeah, they have this on or they're in this, and you don't want to, you don't necessarily want to intrude. But I remember like having random conversations with folk and ending up, yeah. you know, I'm, oh, it's time to get off the subway, and 15 minutes have gone by, and we've chit chatted about this, that, and the other. And oh, you've been to Europe. Oh, I've been, I lived in Europe. And this, and that. I missed you know, that. Yeah, yeah. I, I miss it too. And I yeah. love to talk. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah that's great. If you hadn't guessed. Uh, but, uh, you know, I, but I also, I, 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 we talked about like, like idle chit chat and yeah. how, eh, you know, it's yeah. not really my thing. You know, I, I, I listen to what people are saying to me and I'm mm-hmm. logging things. And that's one of the reasons I also, I really put forth a lot of effort remembering mm-hmm. names because... Mm. Another story. My my, my, my <laughs> biology teacher, Catherine Dixon, wow. once said um, there was someone in, in my class. Her name was Valida Calhoun. So it was very beautiful. Yeah. 
Right. But a lot of people would mispronounce her name. Yeah. And so um, we were doing roll call like you do. And she was calling out the names and all this. Uh And it had gotten, I think we may be in the second week of class. And um, she called her name and she mispronounced it. And then she just said, whatever. And then she said, no, 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 no. The teacher said, no. She said, your name is one of the things that you truly own. Mm. So you can demand someone pronounce your name properly. That is so beautiful. Yeah. I think every single person should realize that if you were listening... You matter. Mm-hmm. The whole like the you're here for a reason, and you matter, and 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 you can demand other people to treat you accordingly, mm-hmm. right? Because you matter, right? And the way the name is pronounced and all that. I actually, it's interesting. So my uh, full name is Daria. Okay. And and the way it's written was a Y instead of I. So a lot of people don't know when they see it for the first time. They have no idea how to read it right. properly. Mm-hmm. And when I just moved to the States, um, I thought that it didn't matter how mm-hmm. people pronounce my name. Mm-hmm. And it took me quite a few years um, to you know start demanding mm-hmm. and ask people that no. This is how it's pronounced. This is who I am. But it, it was a journey to get to that point of respecting yourself and demanding that respect from others. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so I can totally relate to that name uh, story. Yeah, Belita Calhoun, wherever she is now. Hi. Um, <laughs> but yeah. um, so I, I, that has stayed with me too. Like, you know, like the importance of someone's name. Yeah. Um, and then also just in terms of like the global community and just people like as Mm -hmm. a species we want to be seen we want to be heard we want to be loved you know we want to feel special Mm -hmm. and um connecting with someone's name is it's like for me it it may seem daunting to a lot of other people because i teach like 19 20 classes a week and i'll Mm -hmm. have you know, however many students, mm-hmm. but I, you know, I go through, I cut myself some slack now and tell people it takes 50 <laughs> classes for me to get it locked in. Give me 50 classes. And then after that, you know, and I'm like, well, only see you once a week. I was like, what's your point? Give me a year, give me a year, but I'll get it. Once I get it, I got it, I got it, I got it, I got it. Um, That's but I really, I, I do, I, I want people to know that I see them. Mm-hmm. I really want them to know that I see them because I, oh, wow. I'm going here now. Okay, this just came up. Um, so have I love that you have this internal conversation. Yeah, well, because because so it's it's wild how this just kind of came up and I have yeah. feelings about it. I have two older brothers that I grew uh-huh. up with, and my father saw all of us as the same. Just mm. three, three boys, three boys, boy one, boy two, boy three. Wow. And then my sister came along, and she's only girl. She she's a princess. She's this, you know, the, the sun mm-hmm. set and rose and her, you know, yeah. all of that. Um, but I didn't feel seen by my father. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't, in terms of Derek, and that we actually Ooh, talked about. I the, can relate to this so much. Wow. So, and we talked about the nickname yeah, earlier, yeah. and I was saying that he had a nickname for me that I did not like. Uh huh. 
And interestingly enough, I come up with nicknames for my friends now, or like mm -hmm. people, and you know, like in class I had, the class you take, mm -hmm. I had Louis one, Louis two, and Louis three, mm -hmm. and I have like nicknames for all these, yeah. you know. Mm -hmm. um, but I also check in with people that they're cool with the nicknames that I give them, because mm -hmm. if the energy, like when you, when I say whatever that nickname is, and I have a friend who's actually German, Yeah. I had a nickname for her, and she finally said, you know, I hate when you call me that. Good. I said, oh, okay. So then we get to create something else. Mm -hmm. And so now we have another nick. I have another nickname for her that she likes. She has mm -hmm. one for me, and that's our thing. Mm -hmm. um, but again, it's just it goes back to if I go back to that whole thing about not feeling seen. Yeah. And not even really being heard a whole lot because my father wanted things to be the way he wanted them to be, mm -hmm. and there wasn't room for discussion. Like he's making the money. Yeah. He's paying for us to go to this school and we go on our vacations and you know, blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. So when he's home, it's the way he wants things to be. So it's sort of like you didn't have a voice. Yeah. And but people want to be heard, right? So that's going against So sort of how did you feel or when did you feel because as a child, and I can so relate to this because I also think that I was not seen by my family. Uh, as I was growing up, uh, mm -hmm. and I had all of those things in my head and things that I thought I was I'm seen by be. my mother, though. Yeah, I was okay. definitely seen by my mother. My so mother, that yeah. has helped you probably oh to become who the I person am. who you are. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Um, my mother saw each one of us. Ah. She saw us, and she she spoke into our uniqueness. My mother mother actually thought that I was going to. Um, become a member of the cloth. She thought I was going to become a preacher, a priest, a pastor, or oh, something. Oh, how interesting. Because Which, uh, she always, you, you well, there you, absolutely. Yeah. You know, it's funny, like the power of words mm -hmm. and the energy of words and then what are you speaking into? Yeah. So her nickname for me, mm -hmm. I actually loved. Yeah. Her nickname for me was Reverend. Wow, that's yeah. a powerful she one. She nicknamed wow. me Reverend. Um, and I still like as I'm saying it right now, I can hear her say it and like everything that comes up with my mom and how much I loved her and yeah. and how special she made me feel. So I mean she would just say things even like oh like the way I walked. She's like, well, you know, you walk really upright. So when I started taking dance classes much later in life, it kind of made sense. Like she's like, oh, your posture is this and you know, wow. it's, and then my brother Chris has. Um, was like very electronically inclined. Like he could mm -hmm. tinker with, he could take this apart. He, he if like the toaster broke, yeah. he could fix it. Wow, that was his thing. You know, it was just like she saw each one of us as uh, individuals, and she spoke into us mm. like that. So that nickname, you know, you fast forward how many decades later, mm -hmm. and sometimes as I'm having my Dharma talk at the beginning of class. It's really just me sort of opening up and just being a vessel. And I might, something might come to me. Mm -hmm. And then I just sit there and I start talking. And at some point, it's like, okay, I need to shut that down because we actually do need to move. <laughs> but um, it is, it's, it's sort of like a sermon. It, it really is. So my mother saw that. Maybe wow. she didn't see it being what it is. And maybe part of it is also, um, you know, me when I'm acting. Mm -hmm. But there's something about me orating that she spoke yeah. into. And yeah. it's so powerful when when people see other people. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, especially in parenting, and you being a parent um, mm-hmm. yourself, um, do you, is there, is it an act um, of intention? Like you intentionally want to see your child or does it come naturally, you think? Uh, so I Or learned... some people don't want to see. Well, no. I So there are a couple of things. Like with my son, I, um, <laughs> he, we're very different in some regards and we're mm-hmm. very, very much alike mm-hmm. in other ways. So I loved school. Mm-hmm. I was one of those students that would do extra credit. Yeah. Just, and I would, because I loved learning and math was my favorite mm-hmm. subject. I would get A's in math yeah. and, <laughs> and you know, got to geometry and I was like, of course, this makes sense, right? Yeah, Pythagorean yeah. theorem, you yeah. da, 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 and yeah. algebra, put the brackets in, mm-hmm. all of that made sense. Now, trigonometry, not so much. Mm-hmm. Um, that was when, <laughs> that's when things became a little more challenging. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but my son was not a fan of school, mm-hmm. just wasn't. Um, and I tried to impart um, in him as best I could like my love for learning Mm -hmm. and um, you know I was at this point when he was in the thick of things in school I had already moved back to the states Mm -hmm. Um, but I would still try to help him I would call him in the morning I would we would go online I'd say go to this go to this site pull up this page you know I would talk him through the math and then I'd say, okay, you have three more problems to do. And at the end of the day, let's talk about it. And so I tried, but it wasn't his thing. Yeah. And at some point, and I had to... And you saw that too. I yeah. mean, you had to see that, they understand that, and accept that, right? Exactly. And so I let it go. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. I still think that, uh, and I maintain this, it's like once you learn something, once you, once you know something, mm-hmm. no one can take that from you. Mm-hmm. And that you have to take and do whatever you want to do with it. So either it becomes a huge part of your life or you just tuck it away mm-hmm. and someday you might need to refer to it, but it's there. Yeah. So, but if you don't open yourself up to that, then there's so much that you're not allowing yourself to experience. Yeah. So then the world becomes a little bit smaller. And, and not to say that there aren't other ways, right? That definitely there are some people that you know, didn't gifts that you have. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we live in a society that um, <laughs> kind of sort of works against the uniqueness in that, well, what are you wearing? Oh, is it by so-and-so? Is it by so-and-so? Yeah. Oh, it's not by so-and-so? It's not by so-and-so? <laughs> okay, well, you know, and then people feel a certain way about it. Yeah. I'm like, well, what kind of cell phone do you have? Yeah. I was like, well have a this and they're like well you don't have a that and I was like mm-hmm. no and I don't want that mm-hmm. all I need to do mm-hmm. is be able to call people yeah thank I you need for to saying maybe that nowadays exactly. I might want to be able to you know check my email mm-hmm. that's yeah. all I really need yeah that's mm-hmm. all I really need and um this whole notion of getting caught up in the commercial side of things mm-hmm. and keeping up with what other people are saying is the standard that you should aspire to doesn't always coincide with who you are called to be. And are you cool with saying, you know what, that looks good on her, mm-hmm. or that looks good on him, and good for them. Mm-hmm. But that's not me. 
I don't want to wear that. So how do you know what's you and what isn't? I well, hmm, how do you know what's you and what isn't? I, I, it's that's also it's sort of a journey, mm-hmm. and I don't know. I'm trying to think about this. Um, it's a combination of things, like because now I'm in my fifties, and so mm-hmm. in my fifties, which I don't believe that. <laughs> Um, but you know there's there is something to be said for having lived a life and all these years of questioning things Mm -hmm. and finding answers at least in that moment or for however long because Mm -hmm. but then also staying open to things changing Mm -hmm. because change is inevitable yeah and my perspective on this that and the other right now is this and that's based on my truths, right? The, the mm-hmm. truths that I have now settled into mm-hmm. after having asked all these questions and pondered and sat mm-hmm. and meditated and, and then looked at things from different angles and then having mm-hmm. conversations with different people and mm-hmm. getting different perspectives and then reading books mm-hmm. and then finding out, mm, yeah, okay. So this is what I, as Oprah would say, mm-hmm. what I know for sure. Mm-hmm. What I know for sure, and then I'll go further, what I know for sure today mm-hmm. is this. And then I can stand in that. And everything else, if it's speaking to what I really feel inside, mm-hmm. then it's okay. And then and, and, and I'm confident enough to stand and share that. Yeah. Then all these other things don't really matter. Mm-hmm. So I can put on, like I bought a new coat. Mm-hmm. And I went through this whole thing. And it's funny because I bought... Um, one coat mm-hmm. and I showed my best friend the coat and he just kind of looked at it and he was like yeah D that's not really you Uh huh. and I thought about it and I looked at it and I was like I understood what he was saying because it was a basic coat mm-hmm. and so the coat that I'm wearing today mm-hmm. actually well, over here it's a different color mm-hmm. And even the hardware on it, like the way the pockets are, are on angles. So yeah. it's not just kind of straight lace and square. And mm-hmm. just it, there's something unique about it. Yeah. And I think we're all like, we not I think I know we're all unique. We're, yes. You know, it's like our practice, like the yoga practice, mm-hmm. is as unique as our fingerprints. Mm-hmm. Um, and that coat, when I put it on now, and like when I put it on in the store, I was like, oh wow. Yeah, I like this. It yeah. felt right. It mm-hmm. felt like this is something that I want to wear and allow it to be an expression of who I am as, I, as I'm walking down the streets. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people, I'm sure, don't give that much thought into that. Yes. Yes, well, yes and no. But I, I think it's, it's such a great story to, um, for other people to understand how important it is to really feel the feelings Mm -hmm. because um, I find it very fascinating how many people out there um, don't even know that there are certain feelings inside of them because they've been suppressing for so many years or refusing to feel or Mm -hmm. not being or afraid or afraid to feel right and and um, and I don't really have a recipe for people to help them feeling the feelings I I don't know in my own life I just came to the point where I no longer could lie to myself mm-hmm. and I 
I no longer could be hiding mm-hmm. from those feelings because they just started to, you know, <laughs> I was just exploding. <laughs> and and you listen to that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I, I, that, that for as um, alarming as that can be, mm-hmm. the suppression of that is more exhausting, I would think. Mm-hmm. You know, if, you know, if the universe, which is the force that's stronger than you, mm-hmm. is calling you to do something and you're saying no mm-hmm. right and then no and then no and then no and no and no and no and no and at some point the universe will eventually win just because it's a stronger force mm-hmm. and there are a lot of ways for you to um deal with whatever it is that you're being called to mm-hmm. do and there is the way where like when you sit and you meditate and you're just like okay i'm going to sit and i'm just going to listen Mm-hmm. And I'm going to allow these things to come up. Mm-hmm. And then I get to choose how I use this information. But then there are, all, there are other times where we feel like, oh, we know what's best. Oh, mm-hmm. that's not what I heard. I don't want to listen to this. I don't want to listen to that. And what can happen is the universe will shut you down. And if as being a physical person and like being in this body and using my body first mm-hmm. as like a professional dancer and mm-hmm. now as a yoga instructor and even as an actor, mm-hmm. um, if you shut me down, like physically, mm-hmm. the first time it happened, I was like, what? I, and there's like the depression because, oh my gosh, yeah. what do I do? And I'm used to doing this and the other. And then there's the woe is me, and why me? And But right. beyond all of that, there's a lesson. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm sh- the universe is shutting you down. Your body's not working so that you can deal with these other things that are actually, depending on what's going on, more important than what you think. Mm-hmm is like paramount like i needed to be able to do my eight shows right there's a lot of effort there's studying there's sacrifices Mm -hmm. this there's that Mm -hmm. but you're still bigger than that show you're doing Mm -hmm. you are your calling is greater than whatever performance whatever piece you happen to be performing Mm -hmm. and if you think that and, and i know a lot of performers that have gone through this whole thing about well I'm only as good as the last show I did <sighs> or if I'm not working who am I Yeah. well you are of hopefully if you do the work you can say that I am X Y and Z who happens to be doing this show mm-hmm. right now but if I'm not doing the show I'm still okay because while I'm looking for the next thing I'm going to continue to show up as me yeah. and I'm going to choose to share mm-hmm. where I am. I'm going to choose to shine today. And if you bring that to whatever show it is that you're doing, then it starts to become um, even more powerful, mm-hmm. if that makes any sense. Absolutely. Right. So it's not just, okay, yes, someone told me to do these steps or the blocking is for me to go when I say this line, I'm going to stand here and do this. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you can do all of that, but still have that that um, that connection into Mother Earth, into Father Sky, and mm-hmm. just say, yeah, and use me. Yeah, Continue to use me. I'm glad you see me, and I'm thankful for this opportunity, and I'm welcoming even more. That is so beautiful. 
god. This is wow. Um, there are a lot of questions and things that I uh, want to ask right now. But what um, I actually wanted to start from today is to ask you how did you come to yoga and being so mindful? Because mm. unless you were born that way, but I, I you probably probably well, went through some stages, well, I, right? And right, I um, wow, I guess so. I'm, this is the second time I'm going to quote Oprah. Mm-hmm. Um, I love her, by the way. Everything <laughs> that has happened has prepared you for this moment. Right. It's something that she said. And um, I think back to the, the darkest moments mm-hmm. in my life. So my father was murdered. Um, and my mother died of cancer. So in four years and two days apart. Um, they both left the planet and um, I and my mother and I were really tight like mm-hmm. I said she saw me as mm-hmm. Derek and she saw me as Reverend and she you know and we would spend time together we would just even I mean I would go to the grocery store with her like we drive and go to the grocery store together yeah. we just like spending time together we'd sit mm-hmm. on the sofa and watch TV and mm-hmm. just that was um, that was that was my girl, as they say, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And I felt safe, and like I said, I felt seen. Like, like everything was 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 there was nothing I couldn't do, yeah, because I had her unconditional love supporting me. Mm-hmm. So um, to lose her when I was a sophomore in university mm-hmm. was hands down the lowest point. And I remember how I processed all of that and moving away from faith and, and all of that because it didn't make sense. It's like, how could you take someone who was as amazing as my mother was away from me yeah. when I need her and yeah. I need to give back to her because she's given me so much. So when I, you know, when I win my Tony Award and my, my Oscar and my Emmy and all this, she's going to be there, right? Yeah, I want to yeah. thank her for that. So for her to be taken away from me was, um, like I said, was like a really rough patch and yeah. it went on for years. Mm-hmm. Um, and then to have my father taken away mm-hmm. was very different. And my relationship with my father was very different than my relationship with my mother. But mm-hmm. I will say after my mother passed away, he stepped up to the plate. He started coming to my performances. Mm-hmm. He was very supportive, even if for him... You know, maybe he didn't fully get it. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like, he's going to do what? Mm-hmm. That's not a real job. But he never said that. And let's let's say that that uh, your real job uh, was... Back then. Back then. Was performing. Right? Performing, so acting, dancing. 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 Yes, mm-hmm. right. So, um, but he would come. And I remember we did a, I did a play, an Athol Fugard play in university. Mm-hmm. And um, my father came and my sister came. Yeah. And we had a Q&A after the show. And they both spoke about what they saw and their feelings. And they were just, you know, and also they were supportive. But yeah. they they were getting into mm-hmm. it more. Like getting, becoming more part of the arts. My sister's a singer. Mm-hmm. Um, wow. She hasn't pursued it. But she was like one of those people like, bam, God said you shall sing. Mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. and she sings, right? Wow. Meanwhile, there's me sitting at the piano. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> that's me, yes. Well, oh, that's not it. That's right. But, you know, yeah. So, um, yeah. so to come out of those um, dark moments, yeah. um, there was a force like working through me, right? That, that, um, eventually brought me back into the land of sounds. Again, as my best, my big brother, best friend would say, very woohoo, but brought me back into the light. Mm-hmm. Um, and then to get to that point where I was able to smile and celebrate my mother's life again, um, it's sort of kind of like that. I guess you can kind of maybe draw a parallel to the to the yoga practice like when i finally found it mm-hmm. uh, how you start out in these shapes that are kind of like yeah, yeah yeah and then they start to do something else and then you start to find your voice in the mm-hmm. shapes and then you're able to smile in whatever the shape mm-hmm. is um but I, I really think that the yoga was already happening as I was working through those different things. Oh, because now yes. I can bring them to my teaching now. Yeah, um, yeah and I, I just think one of the things about yoga is like as I've learned more about and studied more about it, it just sort of helped me define sort of the way that I've been moving through this world. It was just yeah. interesting. Um, like in one of my first trainings, they defined the word altruism, mm. and I didn't even. And I was like, "Oh my gosh, that's that's me! Like mm-hmm. that's how I get down." Yeah. Oh wow. Okay, yeah. so I'm not weird for thinking about people and and putting their interests like on the same par, if not higher than my own. Yeah. And, like wanting everyone to thrive and survive and all mm-hmm. that. Oh wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. I belong here. So, um, yeah. So, so it's been it's it's been a part of me. It's just been it's helped me define those things a little bit better, like just my innate way of being. Yeah. Wow. That's a long answer. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I'm glad I'm glad that you explain it that way mm-hmm. because. Um, in my conversations with all of the people that I know, I always uh, try to at least mention or say a few words about yoga and what it is to me and explain to people that it's not just, you know, physical shapes, activity, right. shapes or asanas. And it's um, so much more. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it helps on a daily basis. And right. You don't have to be uh, sitting on a mat in the studio in order to practice. Yeah. Right. Right. You can be on the subway. Yeah, you can yes. you can be you can be on the subway. Um, but what would you um, recommend to people to start getting into practice and 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 being more present? Because for a lot of people, it sounds oh, you make it sound so easy to be present in the moment, right? Or to mm-hmm. be in the moment, or like, but what do you do? Right. Do you sit there and and just breathe, or do you sit and then close your eyes? And what is so? Um, this the, the the thing about being in the moment, um, and even um, like even the, the the thought of meditating and sitting can be daunting for a lot of people. This whole thing mm-hmm. about just 
Well, first off, I don't have half an hour to sit and just... <laughs> okay, so then what about five minutes? Yeah. And so for me, in the morning, I hit the... Because I teach early. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. And so I decided that when I wake up, I, when I, I, hit the, I hit the snooze bar, it mm-hmm. gives me nine minutes to sit. I can sit and just kind of breathe for nine minutes and say thank you and acknowledge I'm here and uh-huh. and kind of go, yes, I'm ready mm-hmm. for whatever it is you have planned for me. Um, I did this book, The Purpose Driven Life, a long time ago. It's by mm-hmm. uh, Rick Warren. And I was just talking to my son about it, actually, because he's mm-hmm. sort of trying to figure some things out and he's like frustrated he called me and I hope he doesn't get upset about this but he was crying because mm-hmm. he just feels like or at that moment he just felt like he wasn't doing anything he yeah. felt like he was just kind of sort of like this hamster on mm-hmm, the wheel just mm-hmm. kind of like and what's the point what's the point what's the point and yeah. I just said to him I think you really need to do this so that you create because at the end of the book you create a mission statement and I was on this panel at the um, the Hearst building, um, I guess maybe two years ago, mm-hmm. and they did a, they streamed it to all their networks and all this other stuff, and so yeah. people were like watching it in Europe and like getting back to me and all mm-hmm. that. Um, and I spoke to that too. I was saying that having a mission statement, um, knowing what your purpose is, mm-hmm. gives you direction. Yeah. So. Yes, the thought of sitting for 30 minutes might be daunting. The thought of sitting for an hour or two hours might be terrifying. Mm -hmm. So then don't do that. Sit for five minutes or sit for 10 minutes. And then before you know it, once you go through that whole process of the mind racing and you're like, oh my gosh, did I do this? Oh wait, is the snooze actually really set? Oh wait, no, I have to do this when I get to the office. Right? You start to go through all that stuff and then you, yeah. but then you train your mind to go, you know what? Mm-hmm. Later, later, mm-hmm. later, later, later. Worry about that later, 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 later. Ah, let me just breathe. Yeah. So it, it's a practice. It's like with anything, it's a practice. And so all I can suggest to people um, is that they start doing something. This is my word. One of my, well, mm-hmm. I have a few words for every year I give myself a word or a phrase. Uh-huh. So 2020 is actually turning out to be act mm-hmm. and do. Great. Um, and then there's another word that I'm still kind of, a couple how of words you, like, how do you pick like those faith. Words? And well, they just sort of come they to me. Come to you? They come to me like, as I'm sitting, I'm meditating. Because uh, like last year, the word was bold and bolder and boldly. So anything from the from like a derivative or an extension of bold, uh-huh. right? So as opposed to just kind of showing up, I'm going to show up boldly. I'm going to yeah. breathe in a bold way. I'm going to take bolder steps, right? So it gives you at least for me when I say that word, it's like. My yeah, chest kind of yeah. wants to puff up because mm-hmm. I need to be more present and I need to be like a little yeah. more badass. I can't yeah. just kinda, I'm, I'm going to boldly ask for a raise or I'm going to mm-hmm. boldly ask her out on a date. I'm going to, bo- no. Who, yeah. Who wants that? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Just show up. Yeah. And then if the response in one of those scenarios is not what you hoped it would be, at least you showed up. Yeah. And that's all we can, that's all you can do. You have control over you. Right, how you receive information, how you react to information, and then what you send out. But how that's received by someone else, you have no control over it. Absolutely. So yeah. if your showing up is contingent upon how someone else receives it, 
you're in trouble. Oh, yes. Yeah, you're Ladies in trouble. Gentlemen. <laughs> yeah, you are in trouble. Because, you know, it's like, oh, I wanted you to... Oh, but you didn't. Yeah. So should I feel a way about the fact that I still showed up and I said to you, oh, I love you, or I miss you, or I'm sorry? Mm-hmm. Should I feel a certain way about the fact that I actually honored that because it, it felt like I needed to say it mm-hmm. no I should uh, how I should feel about it is a yay <laughs> right and then okay maybe I'm disappointed that you couldn't reciprocate it yeah but at least I I showed up I created a space where we could have whatever yeah maybe it's not the right time if we're talking about relationships mm-hmm. um, and maybe it would never be the right time yeah. but at least I showed up yeah and I was bold enough yeah. to put it out there. That is great. So, so the words just sort of come to me. And mm-hmm. um, there is a phrase that I'm working on, which also has faith and obedience in it. And it's mm-hmm. all, I'm, but I'm trying to put it together so it just kind of flows a little bit better. That's for 2020. 2020. Mm-hmm. So it's all, so it's like, it's faith, it's act, it's obedience, and it's um, actually trusting is also in there. Those are big, yeah, they're huge. Concepts. Yeah, some, wow. yeah, some huge steps. Well, after That's showing huge. up boldly, you gotta step up. <laughs> What's the next step? Right, you can't go back. Right, you, you exactly. Can't go back. So it's like I am going to boldly move in faith. Yeah, you know, I'm <laughs> gonna boldly act. I'm going to boldly trust. I'm going to bold. I'm going to be obedient in a way that challenges me. Like, That's great. Yeah, so we just keep adding on and seeing what happens. I love that. Yeah, see? You know, in um, so in in every um, episode of, of the podcast, I tend to ask uh, my guests um, one or two questions, and mm-hmm. uh, one of which is what brings you joy and what makes you smile. But before I ask you mm-hmm. that, I okay. wanna I wanna tell everyone that you call yourself a smiling yogi. D the smiling yogi. Yes. yes. So is there a story behind that? Is that a, a nickname given to you by someone or by yourself? So actually what happened actually okay so I get to <laughs> shout my friend Tiffany Cooper out. Uh-huh. So um this is years ago. I just I started doing posts on um, on Facebook before Instagram started. So it was back mm-hmm. on Facebook. Mm-hmm. I started posting reasons why I'm smiling. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And it was like random things. You know, I oh I'm smiling because my son called me today. Mm-hmm. I'm smiling because I I woke up this morning. I'm smiling because I smiled at a random stranger on the street and they smiled back. Mm -hmm. I'm smiling. It was like all these things. And I was challenging people to periodically, I would say, oh, why are you smiling today? To pay attention. Yeah. Yeah. So it started out that way. And and then there was a moment, there was a phase where I was just really busy and I wasn't posting like the random I'm smiling because. And people were like reaching out to me like, are you still smiling? Yeah. What's going on? I miss your... That's great. And so I was like, oh, I didn't, in my mind, well, not in my mind, I just didn't really, I didn't realize the impact. Mm-hmm. Um, I I mean, I guess I was, I was posting because I just wanted to share that. Yeah. Uh, and then I, it became apparent to me that people actually kind of wanted to be reminded to smile. Mm-hmm. They needed to be reminded to smile. Yeah. And I was like, Wow. 
I didn't really understand mm -hmm. like the power of that. Yeah. Uh, and so that's just sort of in keeping with my brand. So my friend Tiffany, we had gotten together. She was visiting and we got together for lunch. And she was just talking about branding. She's like, mm -hmm. oh, God, honey, now you need to do this and you need to do that. And she's, <laughs> she's I, I love her. Uh, and she was saying um, that, you know, that's your brand. You know, you're doing all these smiles. You say you smile. You just said, that's your brand. And I was like, oh, okay. Mm -hmm. All right. And I teach yoga. I'm a yogi. D the smiling yoga. It just sort yeah. of happened. And then it, it feels, again, it feels right. It just, it feels right. That's great. Yeah. So, I love that. Uh, yeah. What are yeah. the top reasons for you to smile? Oh my gosh. So my the, son. The top. I know. I'm son, sure you have I, all I have a whole list. We don't have time for <laughs> yeah, all that. Yeah, yeah. But um, my son mm -hmm. just, I mean, I can't think about him and not smile. Yeah. He's such a cool person. Um, I just say, I, like, I just, that. I just go, he's my dude. That's my dude. That's my dude. <laughs> I mean, he's 25 and he still actually likes to spend time with me. You know, like we, we'll go away for a weekend. Um, and I know he's going through some things and, and all that. And um, he actually sent me a message. It's like maybe three weeks ago. It was a random message because mm -hmm. I send him uh, messages on WhatsApp just saying, mm -hmm. you know, I call him, I have a nickname for him. Mm -hmm. And, um, and I just said, you know, I hope you're having an amazing day or have a productive day. Mm -hmm. I love you. It's always finished. It's always finished with I love you. Mm -hmm. I love you to the moon and back. I love you more than you ever know. I love, you know, it's all of that. Yeah. Um, and then I, I love, I, hey, favorite son, you're amazing. Mm -hmm. That's it. You know, it's just, and so he sent me a message um, a few weeks ago thanking me for those messages. Oh. He said, you know, daddy, I don't always respond. And he doesn't. Uh, <laughs> or you know like time will go by and be like longer than mm -hmm. I would like to have it be between conversations mm -hmm. I, I would like to talk to him a couple of times a week sometimes we speak like every other day and then sometimes we won't speak for a whole week yeah um, but that's also he's 25 yeah so I need I give him the freedom to be 25 mm -hmm. but again this is how I'm showing up so I can still send him those messages because it's also important to me, but I also yeah. want to remind him of how important he is to me. And um, he thanked me. He said, you know, and I don't always respond, um, but, you know, thank you. They, he said something about they matter. Um, and he really appreciated it. That's beautiful. And he said, and he said you are a great man, and I'm, I'm thankful to have you for my father. Something like that. You know, so yeah. Oh my God, what's his name? Aaron. 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 You're yeah. such a cool dude. Oh my he God, is. that's, that's <laughs> so cool that you did yeah. it. Um, and yeah. wow, that's great. Yeah. So I love yeah, that. he definitely makes me smile. And mm -hmm. um, being around kids. Mm -hmm. um, well, actually, if we were to talk about what my favorite sound would be, that would be like laughter, like kids laughing. Yeah. Just that. Um, like, like laughter from the tips of their toes. Yeah. And just because, oh my gosh, it's funny. Mm -hmm. Or I'm just having fun. Yeah. I'm just here, I'm running, and oh my gosh, I like the sound of my voice. Mm -hmm. I like the way the wind feels. Or I like, oh, that was fun, like sliding. It's just that, that unfiltered joy. Mm -hmm. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Um, and I'm a dog man. 
<laughs> I love dogs. Do so you have a dog? I don't have a dog mm-hmm. just because of my life mm-hmm. and how busy I am. And I, yeah. I would, although now because I've, I've gotten to, I'm sort of curating my schedule better. Mm-hmm. Um, there's time I could go home more often during the day. Yeah. But I still travel I and mean, I go to Europe twice a year and other places mm-hmm. to teach and it, it would become, I think it would be a little more challenging yeah. unless, you know, if mm-hmm. I was like in a relationship and I was like, hey boo, watch my dog, I'm going away, <laughs> you know, but that's not the case. So um, I'm just not, I, I, I don't, yeah. but um, I, I um, accost a lot of people in the streets. <laughs> When I see their dogs, and I'm just like, do you mind? Because then I would just, I go in with the rubs and play and this and the other. And and I'm like fascinated with, you know, looking at them and why they got that Mm -hmm. particular dog or, you know, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah. So dogs, yes. That's wonderful. So where... Um, for all of the listeners, yes. uh, where where can we take your classes? Well... How do we find you? Is there a place if on you, the internet where we can you, stalk you and, and, you know, follow you and send you yes. for all the ladies out there? Yes. Okay. So here we <laughs> who, go. Uh, who definitely <laughs> fell in love with you after this conversation. <laughs> so um, on Insta, mm-hmm. it's D the Smiling Yogi. Mm-hmm. Um, and then on Facebook, it's my name, Derek, D-E-R-R-I-C, no K, H-A-R-R-I-S. So, um... And shouting out another friend of mine, Stephanie Scott. Um, she's been on me about my website or the lack thereof. Mm-hmm. So that is something that I get to address this year. Act. There we act. go. There you go. Act. There act, you go. Yes. Act. Um, I have um, already have a domain, which mm-hmm. will be D the Smiling Yogi. Yes. Um, shocking. Um, and also, like you can, people can email me at you, dthesmilingyogi at gmail.com. You know, do you like, post your schedule online on your So Instagram my schedule is on, uh, it's on both Instagram and on Facebook. I need to, I think I need to do another posting of it. Yeah. Because I don't think people want to scroll through all the images. But if you do. Please, and I'll share. Um, mm-hmm. there's, an, um, there's a picture of me in a downward dog. Mm-hmm. With a Batman, a T-shirt with the Batman logo on it, mm-hmm. that has my teaching schedule. All right, that's cool. Um, yeah. So, and the thing is, I only teach at one yoga center right now, mm-hmm. but in 2020, that probably will change. So, as I'm teaching in yoga studios, and it's easier for people to just kind of come in and drop in and take yeah. a class. Uh-huh. Uh, but I can also have guests at most of well, at all of the um, the. The public places I teach at, the private clubs, obviously are not. But um, I can have guests, you know. That's wonderful. Yeah. Thank you yeah. so much for this conversation. This Thank you for making it happen. has been amazing. Yeah. In, in the end of our podcast, yes. may I ask you to end it with your regular saying that uh, you would class. say in the end of the class okay. uh, to bless our audience. Okay. All right. So, well, let's do it like we're in class. Yeah. Close your eyes. So, I encourage you to take your yoga with you. Allow it to arm you as you navigate your way through your moment-to-moment existence. Try to remain less reactive. Stay in your place of peace, always letting your light shine. Namaste. Namaste.
Namaste, you guys. <laughs> this was great. I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I did. It was an absolute privilege to have your light shining upon all of us. Uh, thank you. Uh, and I actually, I can't wait to attend one of your classes in the very near yeah, future. Yes. I'll yes. make sure to um, you know, spell, it, spell out uh, all of the how to find you and um, I'll see you next week guys thank you, bye